Welcome to Fables and Fairy Tales, where this week the story is. Hiroshima and the Underwater Kingdom. This story was written by me, and it's based on a folktale from Japan. Here to read it to you, it is I, your storyteller Chip Cahoon. This is part two, with more for Hiroshima to do. If you missed everything before today, catch up at fablespodcast.co.uk. But if the story is with you, then let us continue. Hiroshima's boat, the wind suddenly blew extra strong, making the waves climb extra high. Hiroshima's boat began to rock roughly from side to side, and he tried to hold on tight. He didn't want to be thrown into the water and drown. Still, the waves grew higher and higher. The boat rocked harder and faster. Huge lashings of water came crashing down into the boat around Hiroshima, drenching his clothes until, all at once, his boat snapped. The break was so sudden that Hiroshima let go of the wood in surprise and found himself buffeted away into the sea. He tried to swim to the top, but every time he got close, another wave crashed down on top of his head. He needed to breathe, but water kept getting in the way of his mouth and nose. He kicked his legs as hard as he could, thinking only that he needed to swim up, up, up. And then, at last, he was standing on a little island that lay calm and flat in the middle of the storm. Hiroshima sighed with relief, but then frowned in confusion. The wind hadn't stopped. Enormous waves were still rolling around him. So, where had this island come from? Feeling curious, Hiroshima looked down. And there, under his feet, was a mahoosive turtle. Hiroshima gasped. He was seeing two wondrous things at once. First, he had never seen a turtle so big. And second, the turtle was helping him to stay alive. It was a giant, life-saving turtle. The most wondrous thing of all, though, was what happened next. Konnichiwa, Hiroshima, the turtle said. I saw you were in trouble like you saw my daughter earlier. You rescued my daughter? So now I am rescuing you. Hiroshima wasn't just surprised. He was aghast. It was a giant, life-saving, talking turtle. Suddenly the storm didn't seem so bad after all. But remember, every story needs something bad to happen. Even to someone as kind as Hiroshima. Right now, though, Hiroshima thanked the turtle. 
Harigato gozaimashita. But my boat was dashed to pieces. Would you mind taking me back to the shore? Of course, the turtle said. But it is too dangerous to take you there right now. The storm is too strong. Why don't I take this opportunity to show you some of the wonders beneath the waves? Yoshima smiled politely, but shook his head. That is very kind of you, Madam Turtle. But I cannot breathe underwater. Normally you cannot, the turtle agreed. But this is not a normal day, is it? After all, do you normally have a conversation with a giant talking turtle? Hiroshima thought for a moment. The turtle had a good point. So hold on, the turtle said. Stay close to my shell and I promise you will be safe. Hiroshima did so, lying on his front so he could hug the turtle's shell. Then she dived, deep down into the sea. At first, Hiroshima scrunched up his eyes. Even though he was trying not to feel scared, it was still very unusual. But when he needed to take a breath, he could. He filled up his lungs, then opened his eyes, and oh, the wonders that he saw. Hundreds of small fish swam past them, grouped together like clouds of colourful confetti swirling in the blue. Bright, wispy tendrils of water plants waved up at them from the seabed, dazzling greens and pinks reaching out from the golden sands. Majestic rays cruised nearby, moving their enormous fins like the wings of eagles in slow motion. They crossed over a colossal octopus, its smooth, dark shape like a small hill dancing on eight elegant tentacles. It was a world Hiroshima had never seen before. Remember, this was a long time before televisions had been invented, let alone submarines. In fact, it was a world no human being had ever seen before. Hiroshima felt like the luckiest man alive. But remember, every story needs something bad to happen, even to someone as kind as Hiroshima. The turtle turned her head to look at Hiroshima hugging her shell. I know what we can do while we're here, she said. I can take you to meet the Sea King and his daughter, the Sea Princess. They live in the Dragon Palace. I'm sure they would love to meet a kind man like you. Shall I take you there? The idea of meeting a king and a princess was mind-blowing for Hiroshima. Ordinary fishermen like him didn't usually get to meet royalty. But as the turtle had already said, this was not a normal day. So he said, that sounds like a wonderful idea. The turtle swept swiftly through the water. Hiroshima had never imagined traveling so fast. In the distance, he could just make out a shadow in the shape of a lizard's head. As the turtle took him closer, Hiroshima saw the shadow grow into a palace made out of glossy, glassy gems. And it wasn't the size of a lizard's head, but bigger than the biggest building Hiroshima had ever seen. 
The turtle swam down to a mighty golden gate in the side of the palace. The gate opened as they approached, and Hiroshima was soon inside, gazing at even more amazing sights. Mer people swooshing their tails as they sat on moss-covered rocks, playing sweet music through jewel-encrusted seashells. Lobsters wearing armor of glistening gold, standing upright on two legs, each one with enough arms to hold eight shining silver swords. Seahorses bobbing playfully across the rooms, carrying fruits that sparkled in the light radiating out from underwater candles. Oh, and yes, you heard that right. Underwater candles. Candles that actually worked underwater. Hiroshima was dumbfounded. But even after seeing all of this, Hiroshima hadn't seen anything as beautiful as the sea princess. When the turtle took Hiroshima into the Dragon Palace's throne room, Hiroshima saw her, and his heart began to feel even bigger in his chest. She looked lovely, but the best bit about her was the huge smile she gave when she saw him. The turtle let Hiroshima slide off her shell onto the carpet of the throne room. Then she bowed her head to the sea king and said, Your majesty, I present to you Hiroshima, the noble fisherman who saved my daughter's life. Hiroshima didn't know what to do or say, so he bowed as well. The sea king was a merman with a tail as big as a house. His voice boomed as he said, Welcome, Hiroshima. A friend of the turtles is a friend of mine. We would be honored to have you as a guest here in the Dragon Palace. Make yourself at home and please join us for dinner tonight. Hiroshima knew he couldn't stay too long. He had to get back home to his mum and dad to take them their vegetables. He also needed to pick up some new clothes for the children on his street and some medicine for his elderly next-door neighbour. But this was a king, and a sea king at that. Hiroshima was sure his mum and dad would want him to enjoy the chance of an evening with such incredible royal company. They would love the stories he could tell them afterwards. So Hiroshima bowed again and said, Your Majesty, the honor is all mine. And Arigato Gozaimashita, thank you. I would love to join you for dinner tonight. Hiroshima had a wonderful time there in the Dragon Palace. He sang with the Mer people, marched with the lobster army, and played with the seahorses. He even swam a little more with the turtles and the lionfish and the tiger sharks. Everyone was so friendly to him, he was having the time of his life. And he danced with the sea princess. They talked and joked and laughed together. She was as fun as she was beautiful. Hiroshima thought he could be falling in love. But remember, every story needs something bad to happen. 
even to someone as kind as Urashima. That was part two of Urashima and the Underwater Kingdom. To find out what Urashima gets up to in the Sea King's Dragon Palace, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast for tomorrow's episode. And if you're enjoying the story so far, please could you do a little thing for me? Please just take a few moments to write a short review of this podcast on your podcast player. Your reviews help other people to know the fun that can be enjoyed inside this podcast, which means you'll be helping us to spread that fun even further. Just look for a button on your podcast player that says review or maybe comment. Tap that and type away. Thank you ever so much. Right now, though, it only remains for me to say cheerio, and I hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio, and I hope to hear your story soon.